Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. And away we go with the top stories of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Can't believe it's 4 o'clock already, but when it's opening day, the day tends to fly by pretty fast. Happy opening day. We're live from Chase Field on the field, helping you get ready for the home opener tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks hosting the L.A. Dodgers for the first of four tonight. Merrill Kelly versus Dustin May. First pitch is at 7-10. You'll hear it right here on 98.7 and on the Arizona Sports app. Gambo? Yeah, and I think the D-backs coming off of that split in San Diego and L.A. feeling really good about themselves. Uh, the way they were able to win some of those baseball games. They've got nine stolen bases in ten attempts. They had a double steal of home the other day. The roof is open. I mean, it's going to be a great day. A lot of festivities here with the flyover for opening day and just an exciting day. D-backs and Dodgers. Yep, we're looking forward to it and uh, looking to see how Merrill Kelly does today after kind of his abbreviated start in his opener after his time during the World Baseball Classic. Again, 7-10 first pitch. You'll hear it right here on Arizona Sports. Right next door at almost exactly the same time, Phoenix Suns are getting ready to host the Denver Nuggets. Now, the Suns have a clean injury report, but the Nuggets just put theirs out. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are both out. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, uh, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon are all questionable for tonight's game, Gambo. Yeah, and that's what you see in a lot of. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, ever since they got Kevin Durant back in the lineup, they have not faced many teams that weren't full strength, really only one or two teams. I mean, everybody's resting guys, and guys are hurt and limping to the finish line. And so this will be another game. This is two games against the Denver Nuggets where you're not seeing them at full strength. Nuggets have locked in to the one spots. The Suns are locked in to the four spots. So neither team really has a whole lot to play for at this point. But Suns obviously trying to develop some continuity with their guys. Now, last night in the NBA, the big result was the Clippers made it 11 straight games over the L.A. Lakers. The Lakers still haven't beaten the Clippers since the bubble, which is hard to believe. But with that win, it's not done. They haven't locked it up. But the Clippers are very much in the driver's spot very much. for the fifth seed in the West and a first-round matchup against the Suns. Yes, yeah, 63% chance, if you go by the numbers, to be the number five seed after that win. They got up really big. The Lakers playing LeBron and AD on back-to-back against a team well-rested. Um, they were able, the Clippers were able to get that win. Should be able to lock up the five seed now. It was interesting to watch that game and how they used Westbrook, and they ended up pulling it out. The Lakers, man, it's a, that's a tie team. It's an older team. There's yeah. injuries there. You know, they either them or Golden State are going to end up in a play-in situation. Now, around the NBA last night, the Pelicans beat the Grizzlies 138-131. to yeah, Big win for them. Big win for them, and by doing that, it clinched the number one seed for the Denver Nuggets, which kind of allowed them a little bit of flexibility. And for the Pelicans, I believe that clinched them a top nine spot in the Western Conference with that win. So they know they're going to be in the play-in tournament. They still could advance beyond the play-in tournament and finish with the fifth or sixth seed, if depending on how things break around them, but that was a very big win for them. Are they going to get? I don't. I looked at this the other day, and I thought there was a chance maybe Zion could come back. I have not heard anything about Zion and whether he's going to be back okay, or not. I don't know be, for sure. I mean, that would be real.
real interest in if they get him back. And then a big game last night. The Mavericks behind 31 from Kyrie beat the Sacramento Kings 123-19. They're right now tied for the last play-in spot with Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City has the tiebreaker over them. So what they need, the Mavericks, is to win out and hope that Oklahoma City loses a game somewhere among their last two for Dallas to try to get in. It's going to be really dicey to see whether they make it or not. No, big win for Dallas last night, no doubt about it. And yeah, that's going to come down to they need help. They doesn't matter. Winning out doesn't matter. They need Oklahoma City to lose a game. Well, along those lines, they might get help tonight because if you're looking at tonight's scoreboard, in addition to the Suns and the Nuggets, one of the games that matters, the Thunder at the Jazz. Now, the Jazz are hanging on for dear life. They're going to be eliminated here in a matter of no time, if not tonight. The Thunder, we just talked about it. They're trying to hold off the Dallas Mavericks for that last play-in spot. Tonight might be one of their tougher challenges, depending on the Jazz and how they play. You know, we saw the Jazz against the Suns, and they didn't play some key guys. So, again, another team you know that you know the, the Jazz. Honestly, like the, their preference is to be in the lottery, not to be in the play-in tournament. They know they're not going to win anything right now, so they prefer to be in a lottery. That would be their goal. Former Cardinals GM Steve Kime, a guest on the Green Light podcast with Chris Long. He was asked a couple things. We just reacted to one of them a moment ago, talking about DeAndre Hopkins and why a D Hop trade is so complicated. Things are going to have to be number one. They're going to have to be creative, and I'm guessing the Cardinals are going to have to figure it out. From the standpoint that a player of that magnitude, number one, I think he's 33 years old. Two, the contract. And you think to yourself, he's been hurt the last couple years. So they're probably going to have to come to understand that they're probably not going to get as much as they they would if he was a younger player or his contract was was considerably lower. Not going to get as much as if he were a younger player. What, it's not like he's thir- 35 years old. No. I mean, he's in his prime. He's got two years left on his contract, not seven. Yeah. I, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't understand any of it. I really don't. doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, what Steve's saying is he's you know, almost like he's an older player with a bad contract. He was also asked about the growth of quarterback Kyler Murray. Now, we haven't played this yet. We'll react to this a little later in the show. But here's what he said about Kyler. Obviously, the height hurts him at times, seeing over the line and processing and in the field, but at the same time, I mean, he's just a tremendous talent. I mean, he really is, the stuff he does, you see in practice and in some games, I mean, he's just off the charts. I think it's just putting it together and playing consistent football for four quarters. He said a little bit more, and I'm looking forward to getting into this a little bit later in the show, because he dug a little deeper into Kyler and maybe some of the perceived flaws about him. Um, I think it'll be really interesting when we have that conversation. By the way, he was not asked about the current investigation, the Terry McDonough allegations. We presume because the podcast was taped before those were right, we don't right. know that for sure, but we think that was the yeah, case. yeah. It's it, it's it's interesting the thing on Kyler too because he did comment on the film study almost yes. like he's got to study more film, he's got to you know that type of thing because that that was an issue. I mean, every player, all of these players are given these iPads, and so the the teams know how much you're locked in and how much you're you're watching those iPads, and so they kind of knew that Kyler wasn't spending a lot of time on that iPad. Uh, in other Cardinals news, more uh, just an eyebrow razor for the first time NFL teams are allowing players to wear the number zero 
Zach Pascal, the new wide receiver, will wear number zero for the Arizona Cardinals. Right, cool, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like it. My wife and I talk about that all the time. She's like, why on earth would anybody want to wear the number zero? I'm like, well, you know, zero, double zero. We see it in the NBA, I but mean, it is a number. It, 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 is, it is technically it's, a number. She just she thinks it's kind of a low self esteem number. It's like, like zero. You're, you're like a zero. You're a zero, right? Like, why yeah, like zero as a bad reference. <laughs> yes. We've got to change the way people think about zero. I agree. We do. I agree. I mean, zero calories. Right, yeah, that's zero good. fats. That's a good that's thing. Good. Zero tolerance. That's you know all that stuff. Zero degrees. <laughs> well, nice you, and cold. You like it I nice like and that. Cold. Yeah, yeah, I like, it, like cold. it nice and cold. College news: ASU big man Warren Washington announced today he is declaring for the NBA draft while leaving his final year of eligibility open. Kind of similar to Frankie Collins, like giving himself the ability to come back, right. but just kind of exploring right. to see whether he could, whether he be. And then this from the Pac-12 media rights deal. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic tweeted out that the timeline for a deal now is late spring, early summer, according to a person with knowledge of the discussions. Several Pac-12 presidents had recently said a deal was imminent. Mandel's source said those comments were, quote, overly optimistic, close quotes. I've been waiting for a deal for, it feels like, two years now, ever since the Big 12 reopened theirs and got theirs done so quickly. Yeah. And then finally, the Masters first round today. I watched a little bit of this this morning. Quick leaderboard update presented by FanDuel. Three-way tie for first place. Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, and John Rahm all at seven under through the first round from Augusta. The course looked beautiful today. Did it? Oh, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I know, you don't go. I, I, don't, I, don't, you don't, I don't get it. I know, you I don't, don't get it, but, but once it. you start golfing, it it it's... I get it now. You get it? I, I get it. Yeah. I was watching it this morning. I get it. It, it makes you watch it more? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question about it.